Right now, vaccinations are all over the news. There are many companies that have developed vaccines for COVID-19, and there's a good chance that most people in the world will wind up getting a vaccine in the next year or two. Many of you may have never given much thought to what is a vaccine, how do they work, and how were they developed? Well, there are answers to those questions. Learn more about the history of vaccines and how they work on this episode of Everything Everywhere Daily. This episode is sponsored by Heaven Hill Bottled and Bond Bourbon. I recently had the chance to try Heaven Hill Bottled and Bond, and I can attest to its exceptional aromas with hints of caramel and vanilla intertwining with its oakiness, which provide a well-rounded flavor profile. Taking a sip is akin to experiencing a piece of bourbon history firsthand. Heaven Hill Distillery may be America's most quintessential bourbon distillery. Established in 1935 after the end of Prohibition, the distillery was established by the Shapira family and has remained a family-owned distillery to this day. In 1897, Congress passed the Bottled in Bond Act, which set forth strict rules for any bourbon labeled Bottled in Bond. Heaven Hill Bottled in Bond bourbon goes beyond the stringent requirements of the law by aging its bourbon for seven years, not four. The end result is a gold medal-winning bourbon that truly stands out. Available nationally, look for a bottle at your local store. Heaven Hill Bottled in Bond. Heaven Hill reminds you, think wisely, drink wisely. This episode is sponsored by ButcherBox. Summer is right around the corner, and that means cookouts. No matter what your preferred food is for a cookout or a barbecue, ButcherBox can help you make it the best. If you want to serve up some hamburgers, ButcherBox has grass-fed ground beef to make the perfect smash burger. Want to cook up some steaks? Well, ButcherBox has that too, with some of the best cuts of steak, such as New York Strip, ribeye, and filet mignon. Do you like grilled chicken? Well, ButcherBox has some of the best pasture-raised chicken that you will find anywhere. And if you really want to wow people at your next cookout, you can try grilling some of their wild-caught salmon on a cedar plank. Sign up at ButcherBox.com daily and get a special deal. ButcherBox is offering my listeners a free-for-a-year offer plus an additional $20 off. You can choose salmon, chicken breasts, or steak tips free in every order for a year. Sign up today at ButcherBox.com daily and use code DAILY to choose your free-for-a-year offer, plus get $20 off your first order. This episode is sponsored by ScottyVest. If you live in the Northern Hemisphere, it's finally spring. That means you might be putting away your winter coats into storage and wearing lighter jackets. Well, if you're looking for some great spring gear, you owe it to yourself to check out the selection at ScottyVest. Scotty Vest gear is some of the most functional and useful clothing on the planet, and it looks great too. Once you wear it, you'll wonder how you ever got along without it. You can get 15% off your next order by going to scottyvest.com and using coupon code everything everywhere, all one word, at checkout. To begin to understand vaccines, let's start right off with the dictionary definition. A vaccine is, quote, a preparation of a weakened or killed pathogen, such as a bacterium or virus, or a portion of the pathogen structure, that upon administration to an individual stimulates antibody production or cellular immunity against the pathogen, but is incapable of causing severe infection. End quote. So basically, what a vaccine does is put a dead version of a harmful virus or bacteria in your body such that your immune system can recognize it and fight it off in the future. 
However, because it's dead, it won't transmit whatever illness is associated with the microbe. Normally, in order for your immune system to develop an immunity to something, you first have to catch it. The problem with that is pretty obvious. If you catch some illness, then you will suffer from it, which runs the risk of long-term complications and possibly death, depending on the illness. Humans first noticed this effect before they knew of the existence of bacteria and viruses. This first became evident with smallpox. I did a previous episode on smallpox, so I'll refer you to that, but suffice it to say that smallpox was probably the worst disease in human history when it came to total deaths. Something people realized early on was that if you had smallpox and survived, you never got it again. They eventually extended this concept by infecting people on purpose so they wouldn't get a worse form of the disease. They would do this by often using scabs from smallpox patients and then rubbing it into an open wound or breathing it in in the form of dust. This technique developed in China and India then spread to Europe in the early 18th century. This technique was called variolation, which was named after the smallpox virus, which was called variola. Eventually, people realized that young women who worked on dairy farms who contracted cowpox would develop immunity to smallpox. Cowpox is a virus that's related to smallpox, but isn't nearly as lethal. This process was formalized and tested in 1896 by English physician Edward Jenner. He took cowpox and purposefully inoculated patients with it. He then later exposed the same patients to smallpox, and they developed no symptoms. Historian Donald Hopkins noted, quote, Jenner's unique contribution was not that he inoculated a few persons with cowpox, but that he then proved by subsequent challenges that they were immune to smallpox. Moreover, he demonstrated that the protective cowpox pus could be effectively inoculated from person to person, not just directly from cattle, unquote. The word vaccination stems from the Latin word for cow, vacca. Variolation became known as the technique where samples of smallpox itself were used to develop immunity, and vaccination was the technique that was used for the safer cowpox virus. In the early 19th century, the word vaccination was used only for the very specific technique of inoculating someone using cowpox. By the late 19th century, the general technique of inoculating people spread to diseases other than smallpox. The biggest advance came from Louis Pasteur, the same guy who developed pasteurization, and the person from whom the name is derived. Pasteur developed vaccines for anthrax, rabies, and chicken cholera. He also began to use the word vaccine in a more generic sense to honor the work done by Edward Jenner. It's hard to express just how big an advancement vaccines were. Infectious diseases were the biggest killers in humanity since the agricultural revolution and the rise of civilization. Finally, humanity had a weapon to fight these diseases and, in some cases, totally eradicate them. The 20th century saw even more vaccines developed to combat even more deadly diseases. Measles, mumps, rubella, and diphtheria all had vaccines that were so successful, most people don't even know what these diseases are anymore. Not every disease had vaccines that were created so easily. In the 1950s, there were polio epidemics in the United States. The problem was so acute that when a polio vaccine was developed by Dr. Jonas Salk, he became a media sensation. Thanks to the polio vaccine, a disease that once infected millions of people each year, including my own father when he was young, and often caused lifetime disabilities, has been today almost totally eradicated. As of 2021, 
there have been only two cases of polio recorded in the wild in the entire world, one each in Pakistan and Afghanistan. Polio may soon join smallpox on the list of human diseases which will have been completely eradicated. Because so many diseases have either been eradicated or have had infection rates dramatically reduced, many people no longer recognize the important role that vaccines play because they no longer see the diseases around them. Vaccinations have not been created for every disease. Some diseases such as malaria, HIV, and herpes have been elusive, and effective vaccines haven't been developed for them. Of course, the vaccine which everyone is talking about now is for COVID-19. At some point, when all the dust has settled and we have a more complete picture, the story of the development of the COVID-19 vaccines will make a good future episode. As of right now, we can say a few things about the various vaccines which have been developed. First, this was far and away the fastest vaccine development that the world has ever seen. Vaccines for other diseases often took years, if not decades, to develop. This was all done in the span of about a year. Many people take for granted how science works, and they assume that you can just snap your fingers and make a vaccine. To create something both safe and effective in a single year is absolutely amazing. Second, all of the COVID-19 vaccines are based on something called mRNA. If you've ever seen one of the images of a coronavirus, it looks like spikes coming out of a ball. The COVID vaccines take a small part of the DNA in the spikes to make the basis of the vaccine. This is a much more advanced and sophisticated technique compared to earlier vaccines, which just use dead or weak versions of an entire virus. This technique using bits of RNA or DNA might be the future of vaccine development. There are still several major diseases for which vaccine research is in development, although much of this, to be fair, has taken a back seat in the last year due to the COVID crisis. The biggest need is probably malaria, which still affects millions of people every year. There was a malaria vaccine approved in 2015, but the problem is that it has a very low efficacy. Efficacy is the percent reduction of the disease in the people vaccinated compared to the rest of the population. There's still a lot of work to be done to create a viable malaria vaccine, and we're still not close to eradicating the disease. Some researchers have been working on a universal flu vaccine. Every year, new vaccines are developed against new mutated strains of the flu which pop up. That's why people are asked to get flu shots every year. The idea behind a universal flu vaccine is that it would cover every flu mutation by targeting the things that they all have in common. It's a very difficult problem, but one that could have enormous impacts if it can be solved. There are also researchers working on vaccines for the Zika virus as well as HIV. Vaccines are odd things. Most of us get them when we were so young that we don't even remember getting them. Unlike other inventions, the benefits of vaccines aren't found in the things that surround us, like light bulbs, but rather in the absence of things that harm us. The fact that we no longer have to worry about diseases like smallpox, polio, or rubella is a testimony to the power of vaccines. The associate producer of Everything Everywhere Daily is Thor Thompson. If you'd like to support the show, please donate over at patreon.com. There is content only available to supporters, merchandise, and even opportunities for a show producer credit. If you know someone you think would enjoy the show, please share it with them. Also remember, if you leave a five-star review, I'll read your review on the show.